Great teachers don't just come from the classroom. They can be found almost anywhere in your life. That's why we, Wade and Hope King, created this podcast to connect you with the stories, the tools, and the joy you need to take education to the next level. Nowadays, everyone's an educator. Whether you chose that career or not. And we're all in this together. So come on, let's do this. Welcome Welcome to to the the new EDU. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the new EDU. We are so excited to spend another Monday or whatever day of the week it is that you are listening to this podcast with you. I'm going to try not to rock and roll in my chair because I have the squeaky chair today. You do. I hear it. I usually have the squeaky chair. I think that Chase did that on purpose. You may have. Looking at his face right now, that's exactly what happened. But today we are so excited to talk about teacher appreciation. Yeah. I mean, it's teacher appreciation week across the nation. So if you're listening to this in the first week of May, thank a teacher, love on a teacher, shout them out, lift them up. But honestly, every day should be Teacher Appreciation Day. Yes, we feel very should. passionately about that. Absolutely. And all of God's teachers said, Amen. Amen. That's right. We don't obviously want to share ways in which you can thank yourself. I mean, <laughs> we could go there, right? Uh-huh. Or necessarily focusing on ways to show gratitude and appreciation through gifts and all those things. There's Pinterest for that. Go find yourself a good gift tag on mm-hmm. Pinterest, attach it to a good gift card. That's what teachers love. But we want to focus specifically on ways to kind of show real solid gratitude and appreciation, not just during Teacher Appreciation Week, but really every day, day. focusing on our colleagues and the administrators in our building. That's right. So, I mean, if if you think about it, we're, we're all teachers and we're in this together. So why not show appreciation and gratitude to the people who are pouring back into you and that are part of your school family all year long. And so the, the these are just going to be some takeaways that, that we really feel that you can be intentional with, with your fellow school family and your colleagues. You read my mind because that's exactly what I was going to talk about. We share with educators often that, you know, we can all easily, easily say Mm -hmm. that anything is important to us, right? There's a difference between saying that school culture is important to us and actually getting behind the intentionality of the action to truly establishing and focusing on that school culture. And I know this has been a hot topic for a lot of people. And it's a question that we get often just about how do I, how do I work on my school culture? How do I work on a toxic work environment? How do I deal with administrators who, you know, we might not see eye to I. We actually addressed a lot of this last night. We had an amazing webinar with Get Your Teach On. So if you're not tapped in with Get Your Teach On, you should be. You're missing out. That's we right. had an amazing webinar with Get Your Teach On. Where we talked about the top five excuses or the yeah buts in education where we we think about something, we want to do something, and then we say yeah but, and it's followed mm-hmm. by an excuse. And you know, one of the biggest excuses that we talked about last night was a toxic work environment Mm -hmm. was, you know, not seeing eye to eye with our Mm -hmm. administration and just so many good things that were shared. The realities of that, we're never going to work in a perfect work environment. You're never going to not have something that you have to communicate about or something that you don't like. That's just part of being in life, right? That you don't always have to see eye to eye to be able to respect every single person in your your building. And we've talked about that on many different episodes. But today we want to focus specifically on what are you intentionally doing? You know, because 
you get out what you invest in, right? Mm -hmm. And so how do we invest into our school culture intentionally every single day without having to take a lot of extra time and a lot of extra energy because we know we're trying to put that elsewhere? Yeah, or with gifts or with money or anything like that. And so how, how can we change the um, mindset of what we do every day to show that we truly do appreciate it and it, and it, and it being all, as authentic as possible because I think that's that's the other component. I mean, with with gratitude and with showing appreciation, you can say it as much as you want, right? But if it's not being authentic and if it's not being what what we like to say consistent, uh, because that's the magic with anything that you do. If it's not consistently authentic, then what does it really, really, truly mean? Can I just share one more thing? And I feel like I'm beating a dead sure horse can. before we dive into these four things that we want to share with you. But you know. Showing gratitude, showing appreciation, I'm just going to say it blatantly, like just how I feel about it. Doesn't just have to be to people that you like and people that you make a direct connection with and people that you feel like are your teacher, teacher besties. I feel like if we truly want to transform our school culture, we have to focus on doing these things that we are going to share mm -hmm. with the people that we don't like. I mean, I don't know how else to say it because I feel like people are like, well, you should like everybody. Okay. That is not, everybody's not for you and you're not for everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. But truly we're already probably just naturally investing in the people that we enjoy within our school building. We're already naturally forming connections with them, naturally showing appreciation, naturally building them up. If we really want to transform our school culture, We've got to focus on the people who we're not doing that with every single day. And I think that's where the change is made here. And again, I know we talked about it earlier. You don't have to see eye to eye to, to respect people. I, also, you don't have to see eye to eye and feel like, oh, we just connect. We teach the same way to show appreciation. Yeah. You can show appreciation to people who, again, you might not teach the same. You might be a completely different educator. Um, so I think that's the key here is how are we being intentional but how are we being intentional with people that we don't naturally form connections yeah, with? Yeah, they, they don't gravitate towards. And, yes. that's, and that's what's really cool about these four takeaways that we're going to talk to you about is, I mean, it doesn't matter if you if you vibe with somebody. It doesn't matter if you like them, don't like them. These are, these are just simple ways that, that you can provide gratitude because I guarantee you every person in that school contributes something. You may not see it. And this will make you aware and recognize what's truly, truly important in that school environment, especially when we're talking about relationships with our school culture. Yeah, you've heard it say, you've heard it being said so many times, change begins with gratitude. Mm -hmm. So, let's change our school culture. Let's yeah. focus on an attitude of gratitude. That's there right. you go everybody, and ways that we can really invest into other people in our building. Like you said, it doesn't need mm -hmm. to be something materialistic. It doesn't have to be a gift or something like that. Let's talk about four different ways that we can pour into others in our building through the form mm -hmm. of appreciation. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about communication and what that looks like. And you hear that communication is is the key to relationships and to understand. But how do we effectively communicate and what do we have the time to communicate and what do we have the time to listen to? So uh, a great piece of advice that I got a long, long time ago was to summarize your communication in whatever that may be. So for example, if you are writing an email to communicate to your team, do not send three paragraphs to your to 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 your teammates. Amen. They don't have time for that. And what this does is it shows that you value their time. Send it in bullet form. Send be as precise as possible. Yes, you 
if your best friend loves the details, you already know that. So provide the details, right? But I mean, when we're thinking about people and showing appreciation, we've got to value their time. We, we have to appreciate how much time is going to take them to dissect what you're trying to say. And I guarantee if you keep it short, sweet, and to the point, they're going to understand where you are coming from, where you're wanting to go, and that communication is going to allow you to be able to, to tackle whatever goals you're trying to get from um, di divulging that information. Again, also with this, if you are an administrator, you already know you are dealing with stuff 24-7, having to make uh, your mind up at the drop of a hat all day long. Teachers, we do not need to be wasting their time 30 minutes every single day talking about whatever it is that we want to do. It may not even be a problem. They don't have time for that. And so if you want to gain their trust, gain them on your side, uh, uh, create that great relationship with your administration, hey, keep that communication as simple as you can. And um, I guarantee they're going to want to listen to you more because you're not going to take all the time out of their day. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I agree. When I get emails in my inbox and I see five or six paragraphs, I'm like, uh-uh, that's got to wait till later. Like, I don't have time. Right. And then I end up skimming it. And then a lot of times I'm missing the point. And then communication is weak because, again, I don't have time to sit there and read five or six paragraphs thoroughly. Mm -hmm. So I think this is such a great point. And again, that's the point of this whole episode is this is e these are easy adjustments, easy little simple mm -hmm. things that we can do that honestly yield huge impacts. Right. Again, a, a lot of times we don't even think about showing appreciation by valuing time. Mm -hmm. And listen, that is like my love language. I do not like for people to waste my time. You can ask Wade. Uh, I don't either. It will take me from one to 10 like that if I'm my time is being wasted. And so I think, you know, just really thinking intentionally about that. You know, also, I have never appreciated administrators more. And teachers, y'all are going to feel me so big when I say this, that make faculty meetings short, sweet, to the point. Yeah. I mean, any meeting. I am like, you don't have to give me a jeans day. Well, I mean, maybe a jeans day, but you don't have to, you don't have to buy me things like just my time. Like you don't have to buy me popcorn and put it in the teacher's lounge and you don't have to give me sodas. And like, that's all great. But man, I would rather be getting in those faculty meetings. There's no reason that faculty meetings need to, to stretch out an hour, an right. hour and a half. Like, so again, on the administrative side, thinking about showing appreciation <clears throat> to the educators in your building. They will value that so much. Mm -hmm. They will love that so much. But vice versa, like you're saying, when we're communicating things to to administration, recognizing how many emails. Mm -hmm. I mean, Wade, you've been an administrator. Mm -hmm. I don't even want to know what an administrator's inbox looks like. Mm -hmm. So again, being aware of that, knowing they have a lot of people who are communicating with them. How can we keep it short, sweet, yeah. to the point, and really show people that we respect their time, which shows that appreciation. That's component. right. That's right. And this next, the, the, this next component is. I mean, it kind of builds off of that communication, but it does, it's it's kind of in its own category within itself. So that's why we kind of wanted to make it the, the second component of showing that appreciation component. So it builds off of that communication piece to where um, it's easy as teachers to fall into the rut of complaining. And we've talked about that. We've had podcasts on that. There's a difference between venting and, and just, just, complaining 24-7 or gossiping. And so that's not really where we're going here. But if you get in that rut, you can really, really, truly start to, to just see problems everywhere you turn. Mm -hmm. And the, the piece of advice that we want to tell you guys to show appreciation to your colleagues and to your administration is if, if you do see a problem, if you get in that rut, try to switch your mindset instead of saying, this is the problem, 
look at it and say, what is the solution? And so instead of bringing up problems, and this is probably something that you've heard of in the past too, you never go to your colleagues or a friend or somebody and just state an issue that's going on, a, a problem, a barrier that's happening, and not have some type of solution to come combat that with. And so if there is an issue, if there is a, a legitimate problem, you always need to come into that conversation, whether it be email, in person, on social media, whatever it is, with some type of solution too. Because if you don't, it just sounds like you're complaining. And it's not, it sounds like you're, you are complaining. You're, you're not trying to solve the issue. But also, I think it directly supports time because say I'm going mm -hmm. to sit down with my colleagues or my administration and I'm bringing a problem to the table. If I don't have a solution ready to go, then we're sitting there wasting time like, well, what should we do? Well, what would you do about it? Well, what, would, what do you think we should do? Well, let's think on this. And again, time being so incredibly valuable in the field of education for both teachers and administrators, I think that by showing up and showing, okay, here's a solution. Now, also recognizing that that solution might have to be adjusted or adapted or sure, changed yeah. or modified. So not just going in there with a one-way mentality, like this is the only solution to this problem, but at least having a starting place. I think that is going to save so much time off the bat just by getting the wheels turning, getting things in motion, right? right. And so I think that directly supports how we value one another's time. That shows so much appreciation to all of us, but that can also be done through this by saying, okay, I have this problem, but I'm going to have done my research first. I'm going to have, mm -hmm. you know, reflected on this on my own, and then I'm going to show up with a solution. Yeah, and it, it also makes you aware of different obstacles that other people are going through because now you're looking for solutions instead of problems, and you'll be lending your hand to a teacher that's across the hall that, that may need some help just grabbing some kids from uh, a, a different exploratory room, or maybe this teacher is coming in late every day. Well, why is this teacher coming in late? Okay. Well, what, what can I do to, to help this out? What something must be going on at, at home? So it, it allows that open communication to really, really start happening because you are bringing solutions to the table instead of just saying, this is happening. That's happening. Oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore. You're, you're looking say, for the solutions. Think about the impact. I just want you to reflect for a second and think about if you are a type of person who generally sees a lot of problems, think about the impact that you are having in your building if that's all you ever states mm -hmm. the problems mm -hmm. versus thinking about the impact that you could have in your building yep. if you become a solution seeker. And right. you and that's what, you know, Nita Creekmore actually shared that last night on the webinar as well, that mm -hmm. to be a solution seeker. And so there's so much power like how much change you can make right. and create in your school. I feel like being identifying the problem that just leaves everything the same, right? Yeah, but when same. you start well, identifying the solutions, problem. yeah, I mean, and you start identifying the solutions, things can start happening quickly yeah. because that does become your habit, your mindset. Yeah. Number one was communicating and having that specific communication, mm -hmm. direct and to the point. To the point. Mm -hmm. We're not wasting time. And this kind of backs that up, offers solutions, not problems. You're not wasting time. You're hitting the ground running. Right. You're showing that you're intentional with this. You're not just one who identifies all the neg negative aspects of your environment, but you come showing that you actually want to make change. Right. Um, so number three is simply do what you say you'll do. Right. And to be able to do that, you have to know what you have the capacity to do. And if you know anything about us or you've been listening to the podcast, we've been talking about this a lot, right? Sometimes you just got to say no to bring your best self and to commit. And so what does this actually mean? It means if, if you commit to having a project done or something in the school, it 
maybe it's a faculty meeting, okay? And it's on Friday. And you show up and you come in Friday and you don't have it finished just because something came up. It may even be in your personal life. I'm sorry, you've lost trust from a lot of people. They they know that you may be going through something, but at the end of the day, what did you do? You committed to whatever it is that that that, that your teammates need, that your administrators need. And so when when you fully commit and you say you're going to do something, you've got to figure out how to do that. Yeah, and you know, I'm again, I'm seeing a constant theme here and it really goes back to time. time. Valuing I mean, people's time. That it, again, and you know what you said too about about having things completed on time. I, you know, with so many different aspects of my life, I tend to be a team lead for different projects. And obviously I am the co-founder of Get Your Teach On. And my team knows something about me. And that is that I do not like to babysit. I don't like to have to, con- it is too, it is so much, pre- like just talking about it makes my chest really tight mm-hmm. and feel like I have a hundred pounds of pressure on me. I do not like having to check up if things are done. Like I like working with people who I can trust and you hit the nail on the head when you said it. And I know, oh, if I'm just going to use you as an example, cause you know, you're perfect and you're of always course. on time and everything that you do always is a hundred percent. And so I just want for everybody out there to know that I'm just, Great. I read something today that if you want to build your relationship with your partner, you fill their cup and say positive things about them in front of other people. And so here you go, Wade. That's yours for the day. I'm going to use Wade as the example. I know if Wade, if I say, hey, I really need for you to do this or, hey, this, I'm going to pass this on to you or whatever it may be, I don't have to think twice and worry Mm -hmm. about whether or not that's going to get done. And that is because, and we've talked about members of our team. because we're married. <laughs> and that would be bad. <laughs> okay, well, let me use a different example. Lanisha Tab. Lanisha Tab, we she's been on the podcast before. I'm sure that you follow her on social media, but she will straight up tell us no. Yeah. Like no, guys, I can't do it. And we've talked about it. But I trust her so much. I know that if Lanisha commits to something, it is going to be done. But it's because she is such a great steward of her own time. She is not afraid to say no. We've talked about that on the podcast with saying no so that you can recognize that other people Mm -hmm. have the value and the capability of being able to do it better Mm -hmm. than you. And so I have to think twice about it. Amelia Capitosta, very similar to that. She will tell you, I mean, a lot of times I always have to question her like, because I feel like she's saying yes to two much because she's like super mom, super teacher, mm-hmm. super all the things. But again, I can 100% trust that something is going to be done or followed mm-hmm. through with because she's not over committing. So I think that that is such a huge point with, you know, recognizing that by saying no, a lot of times you're actually doing them a favor. There's nothing better than having someone on your team or having someone in your whatever your workplace that you know you can trust them. That's so right. the way that you can earn that trust and you can earn that respect and people know they can depend on you, that is such a way to show that appreciation within your school climate and culture. So do what you say you're going to do, people. And if that means saying no more often, say no. And just like Hope was talking about with Lanisha, I mean, I think the reason why we have so much respect for her and we trust her is because she does say no. So many people won't say no. I can trust a person who says no. Mm -hmm. I can't trust a person who says yes to everything. And I think that people put, oh man, I feel myself getting on a soapbox. Okay, good. I can just sit back People put so much pressure on themselves to always be the yes person. Yep. But I'm like side-eyeing you if you're always saying yes, because I'm like, okay, there's only so much time in the day. Like, I know you're superhuman, but I'm really questioning if you're going to have the time to do this versus people who I know are going to say no to me. So also think about that too. If you're always, if you're like, but I feel so guilty saying no. I don't know that people always trust you if you say yes to everything. And it's probably because they know you might not get it done because you have so much on your plate. So anyways, 
True statement. Focus on whether or not you're putting that guilt on yourself for saying no, because a lot of people value it. Most people, I think, value it. This last one, I mean, builds off of that. Yeah. I mean, just like number two built off number one, number four builds off number three, but it still has all the same theme dealing with time. And so when you do commit to something, you should always, always, always just think in the back of your mind, hey, what do I have the capacity to, to do? And so you're going to under-promise, but then you're going to over-deliver. Yes, that so, is the best surprise when people over-deliver. <laughs> Talk about feeling appreciated, man. That's right. That's right. That's the best way to show appreciation to someone else is when you do over-deliver, when you go above and beyond, not going at, like every single time above and beyond, doing the, the most with every little thing that you do. Because remember, we're, we're trying to do the things that we do, do them well, but then being able to do a little bit more when it's needed. And let's really break this down because I think a lot of people start thinking when you say under promise and over deliver, I'm not going to give away what was on the webinar last night, but there were some things that like blew my mind, some things that Amelia shared and that Joanne shared. You'll have to listen to the webinar and we're going to do it again coming up in June. So make mm -hmm. sure you, you watch out for that. But one of the things that we talked about was this concept, this idea that was like, like my literally my mind was blown. I had never heard it before. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I will say that it, it relates to this. And we were talking about how, you know, like when you're, this is a, a good example, especially for us mamas, right? We promise to send cookies to our child's school, right? Mm -hmm. Well, they don't have to be these elaborate, decorated Pinterest style cookies because at the end of the day, what difference is that really going to make? And so I think we have to recognize are we under-promising and over-delivering on the things that actually matter? Mm. Or are we putting pressure on ourselves mm -hmm. to over-deliver on every little piece of our yep. lives? And you can't. And that and can be dangerous. Yep. And, and you can't do that. You can't over-deliver on every little thing because if you do, you'll burn out. And then you won't you won't have the ability to, to continue in your personal and professional life on the goals and achieve what you really, truly want to do. Now, if you end up seeing that oh my gosh, I have some extra time and I love doing this and this is going to make me happy. So I'm going to over deliver mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. this. That's when you want to do that. But you have to question by over delivering on this, am I not being able to complete something else? Right. And that's where that really prioritizing, I was going to call it balance, but that's not the truth. It's really where that prioritization comes mm -hmm. in and we have to constantly be in a reflective state. And that goes back to Am I doing this because I want to do it or am I doing it because I need to do it? Right. And that's where we really have to start questioning ourselves. So be careful not to get so caught up in the over delivery that then you're having to under deliver on everything else. That's where you have to say, okay, what are my priorities? Do I actually have the time to invest in this to be able to over deliver? Mm -hmm. And if yes, great, do it if that's what makes you happy. But if not, really just stick to what you said you would do and then move on to the other tasks. That's right. Hand. That's right. And, and knowing that it's, it's okay to pick and choose when you over deliver. I think too, that's what hope was really, really driving home. Remember, the, these are just as a reminder, these are ways that you can show appreciation. And so you don't have to over deliver 24 seven at school every single day to show that you do appreciate somebody or to show gratitude. You can pick those moments. And I mean, another easy example is if, if you do have something that's due or your administrator asks you to turn in whatever it is, turn it in early. Like if the due date is oh in two weeks, 
try to get it in a few days earlier because then they can get a head start on that. Again, you're honoring that person's time. Procrastinators like me, you might. We're going to have to work on that together, you guys. Just takes effort. But again, you know, I think that we, you know, we often talk about in relationships, love languages. Well, you have relationships with people in your building. You know, you think about people, what, what really kind of makes people tick and what they need and what's going to fill their spirit. And, you know, a lot of times I think that we we go to the materialistic, we go to the, you know, because we've encouraged people to write positive sticky notes and to uplift and to use encouraging words. And those things are so important. Yeah. But if they're not backed up with intentionality through action, then it's like, okay, that's just a sticky note, right? And so, yeah. And so these are ways to really be consistent and mean what you say and show them that if you are uplifting them with positive words of encouragement or you are passing out those sticky notes or whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. or you do bring them a coffee or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. those types of things, those are all important. But this kind of shows that you're not just doing those things as a gesture, but you really care and you're really, you know, valuing Mm -hmm. who they are as a person by valuing their time. What is the one thing we always say as educators? I don't have the time. time. I feel like that is one of the biggest barriers that we have in education. And so this is such a simplified way to show that, okay, you're right. You don't have the time. Let me value that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. That's going to show that appreciation. Mm -hmm. So again, communicate effectively, which means less is more, right? Number two, offer solutions, not problems. Don't be the problem seeker in the building. I promise you, people are not going to flock to you if you are the problem seeker. They're going to flock to the solution seekers because that's who people want to follow. Number three, do what you say you'll do. Mm -hmm. And that means that you have to recognize what you're committing to and follow through with that. And don't make excuses when it doesn't happen. Check yourself. See if you're overcommitted. Be willing to say no to something. And then finally, over underpromise and overdeliver. But be cautious with this one because we're not trying to overdeliver on everything. So we know it is Teacher Appreciation Week, and we want you to know that we Y'all are killing it. Appreciate what you do mm-hmm. so incredibly much. You are changing the lives of children, of of humans every single day. And we know that a lot of times education can be a thankless job, you guys. We we've we are educators ourselves. We recognize this. And that's why it's so important that we are intentionally pouring into others in our building because, right. you know, yeah, people are going to come around and, and they're going to give us those coffee mugs in the first week of May and they're going to give us cute cards and our they're going to have their kids, you know, write us letters in some schools. And some of you might not. I, I've been in schools where I didn't receive anything for Teacher Appreciation Week. Yeah. And so if that is you, recognize that that does not mean you are not valued and appreciated for what you do. So we just have to really, I think, keep it in perspective too for for educators. Because I know I would get on social media and see, oh my word, one year one of my friends got this birdhouse and she had, it was gift cards from like Nordstrom and Pottery Barn and all of these different things tied to that birdhouse. And I had literally not received anything that week. And it's easy to get caught up and tied up to the, the feelings like, oh my gosh, and take it personally. Like, oh my gosh, my kids didn't get anything. I must not be a great teacher. The gifts this week does not reflect what kind of educator you are. So just keep that in mind. But hopefully these things will help you as you continue to navigate the field of education and you continue to try to grow your school community and school culture in a positive way, which we know that you're doing because if you're listening to this podcast, hello, 
that's what you're trying to that's do. That's what you're um, doing so in we your just, spare time. Yeah. So we just want to note that and note that yep. we see you and we see you putting effort and energy mm-hmm. into making school a better place for all kids. And so we just wanted to say thank you that you are incredible. You are seen and your effort does not go unnoticed. So happy Teacher Appreciation Week, everybody. Y'all are amazing. Y'all are amazing educators. We're going to shout it from the rooftops that every educator deserves to be celebrated. And listen, if you're coming to this summer's national conference, we're going to celebrate you. Just know that you're going to be celebrated like never before um, this summer in Orlando. So we would love to see you there. But have an amazing week, educators. Give yourselves a pat on the back. Make sure that you're pouring into yourselves this week. Buy yourself that coffee or whatever it may be because you truly deserve it. We'll see you next week, everybody. The new EDU is hosted by me, Wade King. And me, Hope King. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfush. And edited by Andrew Weller. With production support from Sterling Coates and Chase Mayo. Cameron Berkman is our executive producer. The new EDU podcast is a 3% chance production.